Woo, glory. Okay. I want you to stay really, really focused this morning. The cone of silence. Bring it in. Don't get distracted. Listen to what I'm going to say. Bow your heads for a moment. Father, I know the power of the seed of your word, and I know what you gave me to preach today, and I know that the people will receive what they hear. They will receive it. And as a result of receiving it and acting on the word that they hear today, the floodgates of heaven are releasing over their lives even today in the name of Jesus. The floodgates of heaven. I declare it over them and I thank you for it in the name that is above every name. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, this is our last message in our series on what's love got to do with it. If you haven't heard it, if this is your first time, go back and listen or download them on, online. You need, you need to listen to it. Um, because the answer to the question from our perspective is it has everything to do with it. Love has everything to do with life. From Tina Turner's perspective, it had nothing to do with it. She was beaten profusely multiple times by Ike. It's public knowledge. She was on Oprah and she shared it. He beat her with a he beat her with a um, coat hanger. He beat her with a shoe stretcher, wooden shoe stretcher, until she bled so much that she couldn't even see in her eyes. She was going on stage one night to sing, and he beat her so bad that blood was going down the back of her throat. He had beat her, and so when in her in in her eyes and from her perspective. Love had nothing to do with it. And today, because of such bad relationships with men, she has a good relationship with a man, but she's not married, hadn't been for 18 years, because she has a, a warped idea of God and a warped idea of love. She has a warped idea of it, and rightly so. You know, if she's not born again, I don't know if she is or not, if she's not born again... And she has a warped idea of God because what she doesn't understand is that love is God. Love is God. Love's not that. Love's not what what happened to her in any way, shape, or form. Love is God. God is love. Can you say amen? So today I want to look at... uh, 1 John 4, 7 and 8 says that God is love. Say this after me, as I encourage you to say all week long. Say this, God loves me. Yes. Keep saying it every day, every day, every day, every day. God loves me. God actually really loves you and me. Amen? Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth 
with the Holy Ghost and with power, and he went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. Not because he was the Son of God, but because God, which is love, was with him. He went about doing good and healing everybody who was oppressed with the devil because love was with him. He operated in perfect love. And we talked about this last week, and I'll just say this one last point regarding what we've shared in the past. God, in his prayer to the Father, God and Jesus were in agreement that the Father loves me the same way that he does Jesus. Jesus was perfect, so he was easy to love. I am not, and so I would be harder to love, but the Father loves me the same way he does Jesus, even in my imperfections, because of Jesus. Can you say amen? So, go again to John chapter 3 and verse 16. Anybody ever heard of that verse? We've talked about it all week or all month. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God so loved. Now get this. I want want you to, there's certain things, I really want you to hone in on this message this morning because there's certain things that I want you to leave here with that are life-changing. And this is one of them. God didn't send Jesus for you because you needed him. He saw your need and he loved you. Well, you know, without Jesus, there's, you know, I mean, because of how bad I am, you know, I have to have Jesus. But that's not what it says. It didn't say, because of your dire need, in the last moment, Jesus just slid in. Father got tired of seeing everything and just, you know, at the last moment, just made a last minute decision that he's going to send Jesus. No, no, no. He saw humanity's need. And for 4,000 years, the love of God, the love that God is, flowed to mankind in the culmination of the birth and the life and the death, the crucifixion, the burial and the resurrection and the ascension upon high. Amen? God saw your and my need and he loved us. Amen? He loved us because of that. Keep that down in your heart. Through the years, I've seen people, and people have come to me many times and said things to me like, you know, I just, you know, I just can't accept that. I can't accept that God loves me because of what I've done. Uh, You don't know the sins that I've committed in life. Well, here's another thought for you today. There is not a sin issue in the earth. There's a love issue. Did Jesus die for all sin? Did he die for all sin? Then there is no sin issue. He already took care of that. There's a love issue. And the love issue in what we're talking about today, the title of my message again is that love, love me. 
love loved me. And I've got to be able to embrace the fact that love loved me or nothing will ever change in your or my life. If we don't embrace the fact that he loved us, then sin will continue. Disobedience will continue. Living life that is not pleasing to God will continue. Living a life that is carnal, even though you may be born again, living a carnal life will continue. And it's not because sin is so bad. Sin has been destroyed. It's not a sin issue. It's a love issue. You need to put that in your spiritual pipe and smoke it until it becomes a part of you. Amen? It's not a sin issue. It's a love issue. I can't tell you through the years how many people have come to me. Yeah, but Pastor, you don't know what I've done. No, it doesn't matter. God does, and Jesus does. And you know what? You know what the Bible says? He remembers none of our sins. None of them. Verse 17. God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that through the world, that, 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 that the world through Him might be saved. He didn't come to condemn us, to shame us, you know, to put a guilt trip and condemnation on us in any way, shape, or form. He didn't come to do that. He came that we might be liberated and set free and be born again. That's a love issue. That's a love issue. Now, is there anybody sitting in here today that hasn't done something wrong? Now, I'll just tell you. I'm part of the church, so I can talk about the church, but I'm not looking at anybody. I'm just talking about the church of Jesus Christ that we know of in the earth. And how many know that what's being built right now is not finished? Okay? His church is perfect. But because he's dealing with imperfect people, there's some things that aren't finished. How many can say amen to that? So... um. how to say this I've made mistakes you've made mistakes before um, there was a period of time that I was ashamed of mistakes that I had made uh, I wouldn't want anybody to know it you know I remember hearing a word preached one time that talked about Abraham's dirty laundry was just all over the world because it's all through the Bible, all the stupid mistakes that he made. David's dirty laundry. David was a man after God's own heart, and he had some dirty stuff. And his stuff was out there. I don't think I want my stuff out there. You know? And actually, I was ashamed of mistakes that I made. But you know what I can tell you today? What's the, what's the date today? Six. Three days ago, I was born again 40 years ago. I love God more today than ever. And you know what? I am not ashamed of my mistakes. I will not stand up here. You could remind me of them. Yeah, but you, you know what you did back there and, and at that time, and you, know, you said those things or you did that or you acted like, no, you know what? I'm born again. Old things are passed away. 
and everything is brand new. And God does not remember my sins, so why should I? Hmm? If God doesn't, why, would, why should I remember the sins or the things that I've done? See, see, people think, well, you know, if you don't point out the sin, that people are going to keep sinning. They're already sinning. People are sinning without pointing it out. A sin consciousness will not liberate somebody from sin. They know they're bad, and all it does is just reinforce the fact that they're no good. But that's not God's idea, because God's idea is that He created us good, and we've made mistakes, but He liberated us. He, the Bible says He's the propitiation for our sin. He's the one that stood in for it. And when I realized that He loved me so much that He would do that for me, why would I want to do anything that He doesn't like? I mean... A while back, a situation happened, and there was, it just, it just had to do with kind of a, a neighbor, kind of, kind, of, kind of close, but not real close, you know, as a neighbor of mine, and, and, and they did something, and it, and it just irritated me to no end what this neighbor did, just irritated me. And I, I, I found myself envisioning myself, giving them a piece of my mind for what they did. Because I felt like they did it on purpose. And this lasted for about 30 minutes. And in that 30-minute period of time, my heart, my heart was crushed. And it wasn't God doing it, it was the conviction. See, he didn't come to condemn the world, but he's there to convict you if you'll let him. But my heart was crushed because Jesus could have given all of humanity a piece of his mind. And he didn't, no matter what they did. Forgive them, Father, they don't know what they're doing the way that I know what they're doing. And I, I forgive them. And when God showed me that, when, 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 he did, when I just, I, I heard it, I didn't hear an audible voice, I just, this thing inside of me, I just knew it. I just stopped it. I told my wife later, I had to pray in the Holy Ghost, thank God for the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in the Spirit. And I prayed in the Spirit and I shut that thing down and it stopped. See, when you know how much love, God loves you, then that's what happens when you... Listen, opportunity is going to come to do the wrong thing every single day, multiple times a day, and the more you serve God, the more opportunity to do wrong is going to rise its head. But I'm telling you, the convicting power of the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Spirit doesn't come to convict you with condemnation. He comes to convict you to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, 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 this whole thing is not about that guy. It's about you. And the enemy's after you because if you'll respond in a negative way because of what someone else did, then the enemy will have you the rest of the day and the rest of the week and however until you get a grip of it. Thank God it only lasted 30 minutes. Thank God that I've learned how to overcome those kind of things. And you know what? Listen, I, I don't mean... 
I got it all down. I mean, I'm pressing in every single day to know how much God loves me. God so loved the world. He so loved Burt Wimberley that he gave the best of heaven. Amen? He didn't give the best of heaven because I needed it. He saw me in my need, and he saw that I would need a Savior in a situation like that, and he gave it to, and, and he delivered me over 2,000 years ago, which was planned before the foundation of the world. And now I'm empowered today after 40 years, and I haven't even got started yet. It took me 40 years to learn how to do this. <laughs> now watch. Wow. Glory to God. You know what another verse says? Um, <laughs> how does it word it? <laughs> the first John scripture that if you, if you've, what does it say? If you've done what, uh, you confess your sin and God forgives you. That's not what it says, but here, let me look at it. I've got to read this. I love this verse. He is, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. 1 John 1.9. 1 John 1.9. Write that down. Go look at it. Not now, but later. But write it down now. So, if I'm forgiven, then what? I'm forgiven. If, if I'm cleansed, then I'm clean. What cleansed me? The blood of Jesus cleansed me. And if I'm cleansed, then bless God, I'm cleansed. Say it, I'm cleansed. I'm forgiven. Settled. Settled, settled, settled. I'm cleansed. I'm forgiven. It, and you listen, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks and says. Doesn't matter what anybody else is holding over you. What matters is what he thinks. Because that will empower you to love people and not try to get away from people and, and, and be concerned. You know, I know that there are people that have an attitude toward me. Maybe somebody sitting in here today, I don't know. But I know there are people that have an attitude toward me, maybe for something done or whatever. Nothing that I know consciously of that I haven't, that, that if, if I need to repent about something and God tells me, I take care of it. I don't care what I got to do. I've, done, I've been down that road too many times. I'm not allowing unrepented things in my own heart to just fester. But that doesn't mean I go and tell everybody that. It's just the one God says. But there are people that probably don't like me or have attitude toward me, but I can't allow myself to lose sleep at night over that. I don't want to offend anybody. I'm not waking up every morning thinking who I can offend, right? But I'm forgiven. I'm cleansed. I'm liberated. And I hate the fact that maybe other people are having a difficult time because they're holding on to something. But I'm telling you today, if you're forgiven then bless God, you're forgiven. If you've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus, then you're cleansed and that's it. It's settled. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> um, another verse of Scripture, I don't have it on the board, but it says, you know, one thing that I've seen is that guilt and shame, guilt and shame cause people to walk 
like this. Right? Guilt and shame cause people to be hunkered down and not feel like they have a right to lift their head. But listen, he's got that covered. He's the glory and the lifter of your head. Hmm? When I know that he loves me, and I know that he loves me the way the Bible says that he loves me, unconditional, no strings attached, when I know that, it lifts my head. You know why? Because when someone loves you unconditionally, they're pleased with you. When someone loves you unconditionally, they don't walk around always talking about all your faults. I mean, you know, they may point it out every once in a while, but they don't go around just talking about that. God doesn't even remember our mistakes. He doesn't even remember. What he's trying to do is get us to see who we are today and our future. That's our God. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 16. And we have known and have believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. We have known and believed the love God has for us. One translation says we have known and heard and believed the love that God has for us. I was thinking about that when I read that that translation that says we've heard. You know, you can hear something and not believe it. You can hear this message right here and not do anything with it and it will not work for you. Until you accept that it's true, it won't work for you. And if you don't accept what I'm saying today, or, or you hearing what I say, you go to the Word and accept it because it's true, because you see that it's true. Until you do that, nothing will be activated in your life. You'll stay the same, because your thinking won't change. See, when your thinking doesn't change, when your thinking doesn't change, then nothing else will change. As a man thinks, that's the way that he is. Stay with me on this. Stay with me on what what I'm saying right now. As a man thinks in his heart, he is that way. Right? It's vital that you and I understand that if our thinking doesn't change based on our embracing of certain truths that need to change how we see ourselves, if we don't embrace that, it won't change. So the love of God... The love that God is and the way that he's loved me, I won't see that. And, and I'll always see God as always kind of keeping a checklist of the things that I've not done right. That's not God. I don't care what you've ever heard in your life, that's not God. And I'm, that's, why, that's one of the reasons that we use so much scripture when we preach the word because you've got to know it's in the word. You've got to know that it's here, and you've got to know that you can take it and, and, and digest it on the inside. You can download it on the inside of who you are so it becomes a part of you. It doesn't matter how much you know up here. It doesn't matter how many times you've read the Bible, but if you're not doing anything with it, it won't produce for you. And you say amen. Verse 19 of 
First John 4 says, um, what does it say? We love him because he first loved. God so loved first that he gave the best of heaven so now I can love. When I know how much, just write this point down. You won't love others until you love yourself and you won't love yourself if you don't understand how much he loves you. Say it again. You will not love other people if you don't love yourself. Now that loving yourself thing is, have you ever heard people say or make comments like, well, uh, like if you've ever done something right and somebody says, you know, man, you just, bless God, you deserved that. You know, you just, you're, you're due that and you deserve all these good things that are happening when you see something good happening in your life and people say, I don't like to hear that. I don't deserve any of this. I don't deserve any of the things I'm talking to you about today. I don't deserve any of it. You or I don't deserve a thing but for the grace of God. See? So this thing about loving yourself is not being loving yourself in pride and having arrogance and attitude. It's not, it's not that way. It's, it's the fact that he first loved you. The way you love yourself or the way you love can only come from this revelation and this foundation of understanding that first he loved you, he saw the need you had, he saw how bad things were for humanity, and he loved you. But you've got to see it for yourself before you can see it for other people. You have to see God loves you. Say it. God loves me. He loves me the same way that Jesus loves me. Man. Say, I'm forgiven. Mm. Man, if I'm forgiven, then bless God, I'm forgiven. Settled. That's where your life continues. You know, because people that have said things to me, I had a, uh, my oldest sister, before she was saved, I was ministering to her in, in, you know, over a number of years, and the, you know, she was a, she was a bartender for a while. And, you know, she thought God wouldn't accept her because she was a bartender. And I said, what? You know, I, I kept trying to get, what, what does bartending have to do with accepting Jesus? Well, you know, the alcohol. And I said, you know what? I don't care if you murdered somebody. See, because it's not a sin issue. How many, how many believe that murdering is sin? Yeah. Raise your hand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, murder is sin. But that's not the issue. See, somebody that murders is because their minds aren't renewed. You can't take another person's life and have a renewed mind in God and know how much God loves you. You can't take someone's life. See, it's not a sin issue. It's a lack of love issue. It's a lack of understanding how much God loves you. See, and I, I've had people through the years, my, my sister, she'd do that. She, and it, she kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And then one day, I get a phone call from her. And she says to me, I get it. I see what you're saying. I understand it. And she's born again today, you know, and she's been born again for years and years, and she's in women's ministry, and she's always calling me and telling me all this. And she always sends me letters every year, a letter every year around her time she got born again, thanking me for being obedient, you know, and for being an example and living the life. That's what we're supposed to do. See, we, see 
we're not, if somebody tells you that you're a good example and they thank you for what you've done, you, you don't deserve the thanks. We, we don't deserve the accolades or any of those kind of things. We don't deserve any of it. But we get to receive it. Hmm? Because, but for the grace of God, we're nothing. But because of the grace of God, we're everything he says we are. So anything he says I am, that's what I am. I didn't say I deserved it. I'm just saying I am. Everybody say I am. Whatever he says, that's what we are. Not because we deserve it. No, he didn't die. Jesus didn't die. The Father didn't send Jesus because we had a need. Yeah, we better do it. Holy Spirit, Son, going to send you because, you know, they're a bunch of worthless pieces of whatever. No, 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 no. He saw the need. And he just said, man, I love him so much. I'm going to send the best. And he sent the best. He gave the best of heaven for your and my liberty and freedom. Can you say amen? Man, mm. to that, that, <clears throat> that verse 16, for we have known and believed the love that God has for us. That's, if, you, if you do anything today with this message, you take that verse of Scripture, underline that, and take it, and, and begin to speak it over yourself. I do believe that God loves me. I do believe, I do know, how's it worded? Uh, <clears throat> we have known and believed. I do know and I do believe that God loves me. God loves me. I, I, I mean, throughout this whole year, it would do you well multiple times a day to remind yourself with your mouth, God loves me. I do know and I do believe that God loves me. Amen? And the more you say it, the more you're going to think that way and the less you're going to think of mistakes that you make, that how, how displeased that God is, is with you and with your life. See, God, God he hates sin, but the, the hate that he had for sin was fulfilled through Jesus Christ, so sin's not an issue anymore. So he's working overtime through his word and the Holy Spirit to convince us and reveal to us how much he loves us. Because once that happens, everything else is finished. Your whole life is now on a downhill ride. You're not working uphill trying to gain this approval and you know, being overly concerned about what everybody thinks and being in competition with people and you know, battling with stuff. No, when you begin to realize, and it, now I'm not talking about it just comes because you heard a good message. It comes where you put the word to work in situations that are frustrating you or things that come against you and the enemy's trying to hold you. I'm gonna read a verse of scripture that's gonna help you in this today. Remember what I prayed over you early? You're gonna receive this word today. You're gonna do something with it and the floodgates of heaven are going to be released over your life starting today in the name of Jesus in all kinds of ways. I'm telling you that prophetically today. Ephesians 2. <clears throat> we may go just a little long because I'm tying this message up, maybe five or ten minutes a little longer because I've got to finish these verses of Scripture. But stay with me. Where am I telling you? Ephesians 2. <clears throat> and verse 4. But God, everybody say, but God, who is rich in mercy. 
because of his great love which he loved us with, or whatever. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, even when we were in dire need, even when we were all that we were, he made us alive together with Christ by grace you've been saved, and raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ, that in the ages to come, everybody say the ages, that in the ages to come, He might show the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness toward us in Christ Jesus For by grace have we been saved through faith, that not of ourselves. It's the gift of God. Everybody say, it's the gift. Let me ask you this. Will you be alive? This is kind of a trick question. But will you be alive in a thousand years? Good. Everybody say yes. You will be alive in a thousand years. And he just read, he said right here that, uh, what did he say? In the ages to come, in the ages to come, so let's just say in a thousand years from now, uh, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward you in Christ Jesus. I mean, how good could it get? If, if in a thousand years we're alive with God and it's going to just get better and better, nothing gets worse and worse with God, it all gets better and better, how good could it be today if we embrace how much He loves us and understand this kindness and His mercy and His riches that He wants to lavish upon us in our life? If we can embrace that today, then how good is it going to be in a thousand years from now? Your mind can't fathom how good God is and how good it'll be then. How good. How good. But listen, we don't want to wait until then to experience it. God brought heaven to earth now through Jesus Christ. He wants us to experience it now. And remember, it's not the sin issue. It's not the mistakes that you've made in your life. It's not that issue. It's the love issue. So what does it mean that the floodgates are opened over your life? What, 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 what does that mean? Well, we're not going to talk about that today. That's a prophetic word for you. And I'm just telling you, when the floodgates are opened over your life today, because you embrace how much God loves you, then how good could things be in a month from now? Six months, in a year, 10 years, 40 years. See, it's not, about how, it's not about how long you live here. In a thousand years from now, you will still be alive. And you will experience, you'll be experiencing in a thousand years the riches of his mercy and grace, things that are being lavished upon you, and it's just going to get better and better and better and better. But God wants it in your life happening right now. Everybody say now. now. Say, God loves me, God loves me. Right, now. right now. Amen. It's right now. Woo! Glory to God in the name of Jesus. So, say it. 
I receive His love and I embrace His unlimited mercy and grace on my behalf. Glory to Jesus. So, um, First John 3, just a couple more verses, passages here, and we'll be done. First John 3, 1 John 3, and verse 1. <clears throat> Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. So we're called children of the Father. The Bible calls Jesus our elder brother. Look at the Amplified in this verse. See what an incredible quality of love the Father has given, shown, and bestowed on us that we should be permitted to be named and called and counted <laughs> the children of God. What, 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 what kind of love is that? What kind of value is that? Let, let me ask you this. How, how many, you, you, you believe in for something monetarily, like a home, a car, or this or that? How many, how many are believing for something? Something in your life. You're believing. You, you want more in life in a monetary way. L- lift your hand. Everybody look around and see all the hands that are lifted if you're believing God for something in your life. So what's a car or a house or to be debt free or to be liberated in certain areas? What, what, what's any of that? If we understand I'm a child of the Father, Jesus is my elder brother. God loves me the same way he does my elder brother. What? Then why would I ever worry or have a care about anything in life because I realize how much he loved me and he's done for me. He's liberated me. He saved me. He set me free. I'm free from fear. I'm free from uh, sickness and disease. I'm free from poverty. I'm free from lack. I'm free from oppression. I'm free from everything because he loved me. That's why I'm free. I'm not free because I had those needs. He saw those needs and he knew we would need a Savior. But ultimately, he gave the Savior, Jesus, He gave him his only son because he loved us so much. What did it call it right here? This incredible love. Wow. This incredible love. Now, I want to end with this and I want you to see something. Look at Revelation 12 and verse 10. Revelation 12 and 10. Remember the book of Revelation is the Apostle John. um, The Apostle John having a vision on the Isle of Patmos and Jesus spoke to him and he told him things and he saw things in different time frames. Okay? But in Revelation uh, 12 and, what did I say, 12 or 10? 12, 10, yes. And this is what he, this is John saying this. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, So he heard this voice in heaven. 
And, he, and this is what he heard. Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they overcame him. Who? The accuser of the brethren. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. They overcame the one that brought accusations. Now listen and grab a hold of this real quickly. Uh, hold, hold, hold your place because I want to I look at that one more time. But look at Matthew 16. And we'll end it with this. What I, the point I want to make here. Matthew 16. Now get this. Stay with me on this. I know it's, we're, we're a little long today, but just hold with me while, as I finish this. Okay. In John 16, Jesus came to his disciples. Who do men say that I am? He said, some say you're John the Baptist and Elijah, one of the prophets. Peter jumped up and he said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said this. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven... And on this rock I'll build my church that the gates of hell shall not prevail again. Jesus is saying this to Peter. Man, blessed are you, Peter. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. This is the example I'm looking for. Hey, all the rest of you disciples, see what he said. The, the revelation that he has is what I'm going to build the church on right there. Okay? Now, verse 21. This is right after that. From that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. And then, blessed Peter, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, blessed Peter with the revelation, he took him aside and began to rebuke him. Peter kind of got maybe a little in some pride in thinking he was all that because the master had spoken over him and told him, what a dude he was. And so Jesus starts talking about all this other stuff. He goes, Master, Master, Rabbi, come here. Far be it from you, Lord. This shall not happen to you. Now watch what he says. Look what he says here. <clears throat> verse, the next verse. <clears throat> and he turned to him. What did you just say? What did you just say to me? What? He turned to him and he said to Peter, Get behind me, thou blessed one. Now that's what he said just a minute ago. Watch what he says. Get behind me, Satan, for you are an offense to me, for you're not mindful of the things of God, but you're mindful of the things of men. What happened? The accuser of the brethren, the enemy, planted thoughts in him and got him to say things that were not from God. And you know what? That accuser of the brethren still operates today. He has no legal right, but he does it anyway because we allow him to speak to our minds and tell us all kinds. Just, just think of, just think of the, the atmosphere of that verse of Scripture in Revelation 12. Just think of, of, of the mindset that is there. The accuser of the brethren, day and night, day and night comes and he tells us things 
and he speaks things to us. But we, John saw us overcoming by the blood of the Lamb and the words that we speak out of our mouth. No, 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 no. I'm not believing that accusation. I'm not believing that thing. I'm not believing that about my neighbor. I'm not believing this thought that came to me about so-and-so and so-and-so and those kind of things. Why? Because the reason I would give place to thoughts that are not of God is because I don't realize how much God loves me. There's no other reason. Paul said in Romans 8, he said, I'm persuaded that neither death nor life, angels nor principalities, things present nor things to come, nor any other created thing is able to separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus my Lord. Nothing is able to separate from me from how much I know that God loves me. And you know what Paul was? He was the ultimate persecutor of the church. He, don't, he not only persecuted people, but he killed Christians. They were preaching the word, <clears throat> took them out. I mean, if anybody deserved to be taken out, it was the Apostle Paul. There's nothing that you've done in your life that is, was made to separate you from the love of God and knowing how much God loves you. And I'm telling you today, and if you'll embrace this today, you'll embrace this word, and you'll allow the Holy Spirit to reveal this to you and download it into who you are, you'll never be the same. Today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, and a thousand years from now, the riches of His mercy and His grace that are lavished upon you then, a thousand years from now, You'll be experiencing something that your natural mind would have never been able to realize. But I'm telling you today, because it says that, I believe it. I believe it. How good can heaven be? How, how good can eternity be beyond this life? In a thousand years from now, I'll still be alive. So I'm cleaning it up now. I'm embracing the love now because I want the floodgates opened over my life today. How about you?